Hello, and thanks for joining us for the Education Doctor Radio Show. I'm your host, Dr. Pamela Ellis. The Education Doctor Radio Show is your family source for educational excellence. Our program is brought to you by Compass Education Strategies, where I'm the principal consultant, and our mantra is Access, Thrive, Graduate. You can learn more about our firm at CompassEducationStrategies.com. Thanks to all of our listeners who are joining today. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to this program. If you're listening to a podcast of this program, I also want to thank you for joining in. For future show updates and ongoing relevant education news, please join our Facebook community by searching for The Education Doctor, then clicking like. You can find us on Twitter at The Education Doc. And we are also very excited about our recent partnership with Foursquare, which is a social geolocation site. If you're part of the Foursquare community, you'll be able to see our campus-specific tips as you travel to various college, college prep boarding schools, colleges, and also graduate schools. So please uh, look for us there as well. We have a great show lined up for you today, and the subtitle for this show could be So You Think You Can Dance, Sing, or Draw, or another subtitle could be It's More Than a YouTube Video. We are discussing how to apply to college in the visual and performing arts. Many families may not realize until right before the admissions deadlines that the process for applying to major in the visual or performing arts, or even if you want to participate in those areas as extracurricular, is a bit more nuanced. My guest today, Hallie Scheffer, who, is formerly, who formerly served as Dean of Admissions for the Boston Conservatory, played with the Boston Symphony Orchestra, and recently founded Arts Edge, which counsels students on visual and performing arts admissions, joins us to share with families those nuances and insider tips on how to apply to college in the visual and performing arts. So... How many times can I say visual and performing arts in one sentence? I know that sounded like a tongue twister. But anyway, before we get started, I want to make sure our listeners have our contact information. It's okay if you listen only. However, if you have a question, please call in at 714-333-3356. Our switchboard is located in sunny Southern California, but I am broadcasting live from Dayton, Ohio, and it's actually sunny in Dayton today. So I just can't give all the credit to Southern California. It's sunny here today. Um, In addition to our call-in number, which is 714-333-3356, you may also email us at radio at compasseducationstrategies.com. I will take a short break and come back with Hallie Scheffler of Arts Edge to discuss how to apply to college in the visual and performing arts. So just a few seconds and we'll be back. This is the Education Doctor Radio Show brought to you by Compass Education Strategies. I'm back now to talk with Hallie Scheffler, who's the founder of Arts Edge. 
Hallie, I want to thank you so much for joining us on the Education Doctor Radio Show. How are you today? I am very good, very well. Thank you, Pamela. It's a treat for me to be here. Great. I really appreciate you taking the time from your schedule to discuss this topic because I know a lot of families sometimes may be thinking about visual performing arts um, for college but just don't realize what they have to do to apply and some of the things they need to be thinking about ahead of time as well. So, Holly, before we jump in with the specifics, could you please share with us just what inspired you to start Arts Edge? Absolutely, but before I do that, I just want to say that I am in Boston right now where the weather is not terrific, and um, but the, the, the Bruins did win last night, so we're very excited to have them go to the next step in the playoffs, so I just have to give a little shout-out for Boston. So uh, the Arts Edge was founded, uh, Pamela, about four years ago uh, when I realized there was a need for uh, a way to get information out to families about the admissions process in visual and performing arts and how it's different. And unfortunately, the way this idea came to me is I had many, many, many families come to me while I was at uh, Boston Conservatory Mm -hmm. when their their students did not get accepted anywhere. And this is a devastating Mm -hmm. thing to have happen to find out in March or April of your senior year in high school when every, everything you've been working on for so long and thought mm-hmm. that you you know had it, mm-hmm. um, whether it's as an artist, whether a visual artist or a music student, a dancer or a theater student. So I made it my business whenever somebody would call me when I was at the conservatory is I would – tell them why they didn't get in. And I know till this day this is not a practice that is um, used by most colleges out there. Most colleges are very busy and their admissions people are very busy too, but it just was not a, a focus. And as somebody who felt like, and as a mother of two kids and somebody who felt as though, wait a second, how is anybody going to ever learn if they don't know what they did wrong, I decided to let families know. Subsequently, I realized that the favorite part of the work I did as, in, as being a dean of admissions and financial aid at Boston Conservatory and at Boston University before that was my work with family and students in preparation and and the knowledge out there, finding a way to get that out to people who needed to know it. So we started this business. I started this business and uh, left Boston Conservatory the end of last June and haven't really um, missed a beat because there are a lot of people out mm-hmm. there who really don't understand what is involved and why it is so different and why the process is so much longer than than a quote normal student would be as they're, when they're applying to a four-year college. Now, can you tell us a little bit about how the process is different? Because at Boston University, I'm sure you still saw students who were interested in the visual and performing arts but may have not been applying to a school you know, with that focus, but 
they still had an interest in it and how that process was different from those who were applying right. to Boston Conservatory. That's a great question. Um, I mean, there there is a lot of confusion out there, certainly about the conservatory, non-conservatory process. The way Mm -hmm. schools, the way most programs work now is that these programs, you know, there are many, many schools of art, institutes of art that are separate on their own. But in terms of the performing arts, uh, there are only two conservatories right now or that certainly in theater, Juilliard and Boston Conservatory are standalone conservatories. And then there are other schools in music that are standalone, like San Francisco Conservatory, Manhattan School of Music. But most colleges now, most programs now are part of a large university system uh, in the performing arts for sure and to a le- lesser extent in the um, visual arts. So what students need to figure out first, I think, is who are they? You know, who do they think they are? That would be the name of my, who do you think you are? You know, that would be the name of a book for me. What do you want to do? And are you, quote, good enough, the right fit right now to do it? If you are ambivalent, if you're not sure you want to commit 18, 16, 14 hours a day to doing this in college, I say to my clients, that's fantastic. That's fine because it's not for everybody. But so if you want to do this on the side, I always tell people, use it. You know, send the college a upload a a piece of music or upload some of your art or upload a um something that you've done in a show or a concert or recital and let the college know that this is part of who you are. So when you think about who do you think you are, this is who I am. I'm interested in the arts. I love the arts, but I'm not really sure I want to major it and that's fine. For the students who want to major in it, especially mm-hmm. in those arts where you are expected to be at a high level at the earlier stages, and I do think the performing arts are a little bit less forgiving in this than the visual arts because the wonderful thing about the visual arts schools and training is they really do look at potential. They very much are, they're very encouraging and love to see what somebody does. Even at an early stage, you do not have to be the most phenomenal artist or sculptor or ceramicist to get into a really terrific school. Hmm. On the other hand, if you want to get into a school for music, if you are a flutist or a violinist or you want to do musical theater, which because of the success of Glee is a very, very popular major right now, you do need to understand how difficult it is and how competitive these programs are and how you can best prepare for them. And that is a piece, Pamela, I think that people students, parents uh, don't quite understand. And it's my mission to try to get this out there to the public, um, And it, whether it's going to be in a book, whether it's going to be on terrific radio shows like this, or on my website to try to have people learn and, and appreciate and understand how how involved it really is and how much longer the process is than, than if you're applying to more to a traditional program. So you said a couple of things there, and one of the things I want to just pull out a little bit more and talk about is 
you said, how do you know if you're good enough? And Correct. the thing about that is what parent doesn't think their kid is the greatest or what student may not necessarily think that they're all of that in terms of their dance or their, you know, playing an instrument. They think they're great because sometimes, you know, if that's what they've been surrounded by, maybe they don't really right. know that all about the competition on the other side of the country, you know, who's also a junior. So right. how do you really assess that or find that out? Um, a few weeks ago on our show we were talking with someone about baseball and just how do you know if you're good in baseball. Well, they have national programs that can actually give you that kind of assessment. When you're doing right. something like dance or music, how do you know that? Well, that, of course, is the question of all questions. And I can tell you uh, what we do at the Arts Edge, but more importantly than that, uh, I can help give people an idea of how they can do that, let's say, without using services of an organization mm-hmm. like mine. Um, in general, I will. T- t- I think... This needs to start before the junior year. I have students, I run a summer program in New York um, for two weeks in August, and I... There are students as young as rising ninth graders, and then we have a student who's going to be applying for a master in fine arts program, so she's coming as well. But I can tell you that most of the students are going to be in ninth, rising ninth and tenth grade because they know that they need to go through this assessment process and get a sense from people who know, who do these auditions, what level is appropriate. So what I would say to people who can't do that or can't work with a consultant, and even, you know, I would encourage anybody to always ask if you need financial assistance, whoever it is. There are many, many terrific professionals out there, whether through um, our organization, IECA, or other organizations that will work with students no matter what income level, and I'm sort of at the top of the heap doing that for sure. Um, I think for visual arts, the natural um, the natural process there is a very good one. There are national portfolio days. Um, if you Google national portfolio days, you'll see those dates come up. They're all over yeah. the country. They're staffed by the you know colleges. You go in and you show your portfolio. Um, also, in the keeping on the thread of visual arts, I know that any student can call any school of visual arts or college with a strong program and go in and somebody will sit down with you and look at your portfolio and give you advice. So this is not a time to be timid. This is a time to ask questions, to ask for help, to say to somebody, and this is still with the visual arts, is this about what I need to apply to be a major, to a studio art major? Is this what I need to go to a place like Rhode Island School of Design where I eventually want to be a fashion major? What what do I right. need to be doing? And those people are going to be great. So you might not want to call them right now because of the May 1st deadline coming looming, and all <laughs> colleges are counting those deposits. Um, and in the in the performing arts, um, I think that there are a number of really terrific training programs. I think they're all over the major cities for sure, and other towns in the um, 
United States and abroad, I always try to get people to you know, take an audition for a summer program. If you don't get into that, then you need to say to yourself, huh, I didn't get in. What does that mean? I would really encourage everybody to call up and see if they can find out why. You're not going to always get get the response where somebody is willing to talk to you. But you need to find out where you are. Yes, those of us as parents, we think our kids are great. However, I think with the cost of education right now, my impression has been that families are really desperate to know, is my child as good as I think they are? I think parents are realistic. I think nobody wants to pop the bubble, nobody. And just because you're not ready doesn't mean you can't, quote, make it. There are many, many ways. It matters how good you are, and you might not be where you need to be right now because you haven't had a great teacher. You Mm -hmm. haven't had the resources to afford a great teacher. You haven't known what to do. You haven't known, you know, where to go or what summer programs and all that. But taking an audition for something outside your town Mm -hmm. is a really good idea to see. If you get in, great, and then you can go and see, see what you think. But I think the program that I run in New York that has 40 kids, it is a musical theater and acting program, and it's just we're about four mm-hmm. or five from being completely filled. These are kids. Yeah. This is an audition program, and I can tell you the number of kids who have called me up and asked me if it was an audition program, and if I had said no, they would not have been interested, and they were right. Mm-hmm. This is not the kind of program where uh, – the only thing I try to do with this program, I should say, is to have the best faculty, the people that make the decisions for the colleges, get to know yeah. these kids and have the kids get to know what are you looking for when you choose mm-hmm. a class for, you know, for a freshman and where do I right. fit in that. That's, that, right. that. So getting evaluated, whether it's a youth mm-hmm. orchestra, whether it's a summer program, taking an audition, see how you do, and then once you see how it is, then you have to keep you have to keep putting yourself out there, and you yeah. have to start early. And a mm-hmm. lot of my clients, the admissions process is still going on because it's either deciding where they're going to go, dealing with financial aid offers, or deciding finding out if they're going to get off a wait list. And it's very right. long and it's agonizing. Yeah, it is. So one thing, if we can fast forward a little bit, when students are in the application process. How important is it to do an in-person audition at that college versus sending in a video or an audio recording? If you're auditioning for a, if you're applying for an audition program like Bachelor of Music or Bachelor of Fine Arts in Acting or Musical Theater or a BF Bachelor of Fine Arts in Dance, you should always, always, always do a live audition. But that does not always mean that you have to go to the college there are many ways that many schools are part of this a group of unified auditions dance schools have this theater schools have this you know musical theater and acting you can go there because the people who make the decisions are there what mm-hmm. i am less enthusiastic about is when somebody goes and auditions somewhere and there is somebody from let's say the admissions office and they're holding a camera Well, that says to me that it's in a sense the same as a taped audition unless the person making, listening to the audition is making that decision. So Mm -hmm. 
I would say, if possible, the best is to go to the school because yeah. you can you are letting the school know you're interested. If you mm-hmm. cannot afford it, then I think you should go to one of the regional auditions. Um, and then if you have to audition at a regional audition where somebody's holding just holding a camera, that would be the third option. And then the last option for me is if people who send in. Um, who up it, right now it's all electronic pretty much, but yeah. you upload files. Mm-hmm. It really it sends a message, and I'll just give you a quick example. Boston Conservatory it does still does a very robust tour, and or and and there are many individuals who would upload files for auditions. However, New England Conservatory, many people mix them up. New England is all music and Boston Conservatory is music, dance and theater. Does not accept many uh, uh uploaded auditions and does not do a tour. However, the students still find a way to go to New England to audition. So for me, for my advice, I would say if you can go, go. If you cannot afford to go, then you need to think about that because not all these schools out there in the arts, visual and performing arts, have huge amounts of money. So if you can't afford to go across the country to audition, then you need to also say to yourself, am I going to be able to afford to go to this school? And, and you know, the, the whole financial aid aspect could be a you know another show for sure but that's an important consideration for families now um hallie can you talk a little bit about the consideration for going to a school that has art versus going to you know applying to rhode island school of design where they i mean that's their main focus so for instance if i have if a student is very strong in music should they only look at, you know, Boston Conservatory or New England Conservatory versus looking at Stanford that has a music program? Oh, How do you... definitely. They should look everywhere. No, no, no. I do not mm-hmm. think that the the only options for students are those that are are these conservatories or offer a Bachelor of Music degree. I think some of the... Most amazing musicians I've heard are at places like Stanford and Brown and Harvard and many other schools. And these are individuals who go to these schools who have many interests and bravo to them. Because if you have many interests, if that's who you are, you really don't belong in a very narrowly focused program because these Performing arts degrees are very prescribed in terms of what you take, and as a result, leave relatively little room to do much else. Now, the, there is confusion. Some people think if you're going to go study music, dance, and theater, oh, this is easy and this is fun, and it's not. It's very hard. It's a long day, and yes, you still have to take academic classes. Um, there's not a tremendous number of classes you have to take, and it's usually humanities-based, but more and more there's a math and a science mm-hmm. course you have to take. But it is a bachelor's degree, and the states are not um, – colleges are not granted degree access unless you, you, know, you fulfill all the requirements. But mm-hmm. you can go to a – any there are many schools. I had a client who went to University of Richmond, and they gave him ten thousand dollars a year if he agreed to play in the orchestra. You okay. can use your art 
even mm-hmm. sometimes even a little bit better as a leg up at these places that mm-hmm. really are interested in you because academically you're strong and your scores are, you know, pretty decent and you've written a good essay and good recommendations. Oh, and yes, you happen to be a great dancer. Mm-hmm. And the schools are filled now with a cappella groups and there are all of these, you know, so you think you can dance and all these you know, America's Dance Crew, all these schools now are have these programs as extracurricular. Yeah. So you can really you can really do very well. Now, if you are, however, the kind of student who just cannot imagine doing anything else for the next four years, mm-hmm. then you belong not you know, conservatory or you belong in one of these very focused degree programs for sure Mm -hmm. and those are the ones that are very very popular now and there are many many schools most students know about eight or ten and I tell everybody there are about 65 and (laughs) there are you know just go to YouTube and put in any school and if you want to see if they have an orchestra or you want to see if they have a musical theater showcase or an acting showcase you will be surprised. So one of my missions is to identify schools like Montclair State in New Jersey that many people wouldn't think, wouldn't have thought about going five years ago, and now right. it's like terrific, and they mm-hmm. have a great financial aid package. Yeah, Milliken exactly. is the same way. You know, fifty-seven thousand dollars a year. I don't know for some of these private schools. I think, and I think yeah. the private schools should sort of watch it, watch it a little bit because I've seen what's happened this year. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing where kids are going, and their they, their families just can't pay this anymore. So, right, you know, right. There's an option for everybody. I think that's it, and there I think is. everybody needs mm-hmm. to remember that they have to breathe. That there are four thousand colleges in this country. That there's yeah. a place for everybody, and those of us in the Northeast here think that you know we're all that completely, and that yes, because do. we have some <laughs> of the best schools here, and everybody wants their kids to stay here, and those who aren't from here want to be here. But you know, right. of course, there's the other coast on yeah. a little-known piece of water called the Pacific, and then, of course <laughs> there's there's the middle of the country, and then there's the rest of the country. I mean, Texas, yeah, exactly. Texas. Um, Texas State University right now has one of the premier musical theater programs, and really? it's, it, it, it's yeah, and and hmm. University of Texas at Austin for music is terrific, and wow. Indiana University, and you know Great. I could go on and on and on, but I think everybody needs to. So the question is how. How do people right. find out about this? Because the websites are really only for colleges right. that pay to be listed there. US exactly. Is not a good, Hallie, way, you know, not a good reference. I, so, Hallie? yeah. Kelly, <laughs> I yeah. just got the warning <laughs> that the show is wrapping okay. up. I'm sorry to cut you off, um, but if you can just share briefly your website address, and then I'm sure. going to close out. Huh? Great. Okay, yes. it's www.theartsedge.com. Okay, great. Thank you so much for joining you us. You are very so welcome. So we have some great shows coming up for you on the Education Doctor Radio. We will continue to bring you information that's both strategic and practical for educational success. 
The Education Doctor Radio Show is brought to you by Compass Education Strategies. So please listen up for how you can join our online community. We would love to have you join us.